Welcome to the Two Vets Talk Pets podcast, hosted by veterinarians Dr. Lewis Kirkham and Dr. Robbie Anderton, who'll give you the inside scoop on the secret lives of your pets and have a lighthearted look at the latest animal news, health tips, and other random facts. All names of people and pets have been changed for confidentiality, so if the story sounds familiar, don't flatter yourself. Every owner is just as animal crazy as you are. So sit down, place your furry feathered or scaly best friend on your lap, and it's over to Lewis and Robbie. Well, thank you very much, TV's Adam Zwar and the US Army Blues Two Vets Talk Pets Orchestra. Welcome, everyone, to Episode 7 of the Two Vets Talk Pets podcast. I am Dr. Robbie Anderton, and I'm joined by vet, author, owner and patter of cats, and shielder of small dogs from birds of prey with inflatable pool toys, it's Dr. Lewis Kirkham. Lewis, how are you going, mate? Good, Robbie. Good, Robbie. Another great intro, mate. Well done on Thank that. Thank you very much, you, man. Thank you. You. Uh, you really need to be a rider, I reckon, with those ones. And you forgot the rider of uh, Flamingo Pool Toys. It's been a while since I've ever seen Like a Flamingo. We haven't had the seeing vet for a while. No, it's, it's been a little while. It's been, been a rest little of the cause, haven't you? We have a little laryngitis, mate, <laughs> you know. I actually had laryngitis um, last year. I, I woke up and, um, you know, it started getting a bit of a sore throat. Yeah. And, and, you know, you, you, you feel you've got a bit of a sore throat and you've got a big day of consulting oh, and yes. you just think, I, I don't think this is going to last. Yes. I don't think it's going to last. Yes. Right? And it got through at about four o'clock and just gonski, mate. Oh. Gonski. There's nothing like doing a whispering consult, is there? <laughs> Oh, and it, was, and it was terrible. And, and everyone's going, what are you doing? You shouldn't be here. I go, I know I shouldn't be here. I'm the boss. <laughs> <laughs> I've got no choice. What am I going to do? Yeah. So, and oh. so so that was a bit, a bit of fun. Anyway, um, so thanks to um, everyone for listening. Thanks to everyone who's watching. We're, yes. we're recording it too. Hey, yes, yes. Here so we are it. online. Get yes, everyone. Hi, yes. Mum. How are you going? Yeah, Facebook yeah. Live. Well, maybe not, but, maybe anyway, not, but, but you know, yeah. Um, so thanks to all the listeners and the subscribers, people that are um, telling their friends about us. Yeah, you know, we're getting some getting some really good feedback. Yeah, we man, have. You know? uh, yeah, yeah, we have. We have one subs- subscriber in Bhutan. Oh, so welcome to our Bhutanese. B- Bhutanese. Bhutanian. Bhutanian. Yes, yes. Welcome. Welcome. Yeah, that, absolutely. Yeah. Well, welcome. One. Welcome all. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. Um, yeah. And, and this isn't specifically for the people of Bhutan, but just for anyone listening. Um, this is a disclaimer. All the on this show is generally nature, so please consult your veterinarian before following any advice for your pet. We do our best to provide the most up-to-date information, but as veterinary medicine is continually advancing and changing, please let us know if we have missed anything or if you need any clarification. Very so, good. Nice, mate, mate. what do you been up to? Oh, look, you know, work, work, still work. I'm loving yeah, it. Just uh, still still kicking along. Um, yep, finding those injections easier. They're <laughs> yeah, not moving yeah. around on you, you know. <laughs> yeah, the cupboards, I know where everything is now. Fantastic. I'm starting to get that way. Good. Yeah, no, I don't need to run out to the nurses go, Where's, where's the uh, the vaccinations? Uh, where, where's this? Where's that? So I'm, I'm really getting on top of that and uh, uh, loving work. It's great. Really, really good environment. I mean, it's, it's fantastic. So, awesome. But one thing, I've, you know, speaking of the environment. Yes. Uh, you know, shark attacks. Oh, been, been a few in the news in the news lately. Yeah, right. Um, you know, uh, I guess I guess the most most sort of well uh, documented one is Mick Fanning. Oh, he, where he punched the shark. He punched the shark yep. on, on live TV, essentially. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a hero. Oh, yeah. man. Unbelievable. Yeah. Scared. Yeah. Now, I, well, I mean, we did say in the last podcast we wouldn't bring up poo at all. No, no. But I'm pretty sure he's got a wetsuit full after oh, confronting that shark. Oh, my. <laughs> 
goodness. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it might not have been the thing that attracted the shark in the first place, but I tell you what, you know, it's it might have been the wedding warmer that attracted it, oh, and then the rest came yeah, later. Yeah, the wedding warmer. Yeah, yeah, warmer, yeah. yeah, yeah little, I know the wedding warmer. warmer yeah, yeah, do, yeah, Just when you first get in, just get things moving. A bit of a bit of ureal, um, you know, marination. You know, oh yes, yeah. <laughs> so the thing that really attracted my attention is there's this guy out of. Uh, uh, well, Macquarie Union, Sydney. Yeah. Uh, his name's he's Dr. Nathan Hart. Not many sharks in Sydney, though, mate. Well, you know, no, what's... no, he's gone to where the sharks are. Right, okay, right. South okay. Africa. South Africa. Oh, yeah, 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 fair enough. That's where they're at. That's, yeah. that's where they're at. And, um, and he's, he's done a lot of research in the past, but the latest thing he's come up with... Yeah. He's putting LED lights on the bottom of a surfboard. Right, okay. Yeah. Apparently that confuses the sharks. So oh, really? The theory is that uh, sharks are uh, attack surfers thinking they're a seal. Yes, absolutely. You know, yeah, yeah. Um, you know they're confused. They have a seal. They come up for a bite and they sort of taste. They, they look big and black and round and exactly. yummy and they're flapping around. Yeah, and, flapping you know, around. Yeah, they, they just keep I'm coming sure, back. I'm not sure Mick Fanning was flapping around. He's, yeah. he's, he's, he's quite a good paddler. He's a good, good paddler. Well, yeah, yeah, but flapping with purpose. That yeah. might be what I do out the board, <laughs> flapping around. Surprise that to me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if you think we're flapping, yeah. yeah. So, but yeah, so he's he's done this this research. I mean, this this guy, Dr. Nathan Hart, some of the stuff he's done, he he's developed a camouflage wetsuits. Right. Yeah. Which yeah. um which you know, I know you're thinking your army camouflage. Army camo. How's that gonna work? The yeah. sharks swimming around going, ah, can just trees and leaves. Trees and leaves. Yeah. <laughs> Gee, where's the wind's really blown all this stuff down here, hasn't it? Crikey. Not gonna bite that. Funny-looking seal tree. Seal, seal tree that keeps moving around, flapping around. <laughs> flapping around. <laughs> flapping tree. <laughs> out, out here in the middle of the ocean. <laughs> so, so yeah, these camouflage widgets, I've seen, sort of seen photos of them. They're like a mottled... Uh, dark blue. blue. Yeah, dark yeah, blue, yeah, light blue. Yeah. Just like, I suppose, if you look Looking up, up. Yeah, the yeah. surface, all you see is the mottling of the sun or, or something like that. Yeah, yeah. You know, he, he claims they're really quite successful, but... I'm just not sure that they are as successful as they can be, given he's gone further right. to then produce something else. Something else, you know, yeah, like yeah. The camouflage wetsuits obviously are not perhaps 100% effective. <laughs> <laughs> Has he jumped out of the shark cage in South Africa wearing the wetsuit? It's though, funny you should say that. Yeah. I was at the Commonwealth Games the other week, and yeah. the Paralympics on. Right, yeah. Nathan yeah. Hart is participating in the one arm, one leg swimming oh, race. Geez. What's that leaves flapping around in the pool there? <laughs> yeah. So anyway, so you know, and I reckon this has got some really good potential, you know. He's he's been using dummy seals. Yeah, right. He's put these LED lights on them. Throws them out in the water where sharks are baited up and raring to go. Yeah, yeah. And what he's looking at them. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, foam, yeah. Foam, yeah. Foam, I can see foam. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sounds good. I was going to say banging it, yeah, really banging it because I've been, you know, with all the teeth. Foaming is good. Foaming. Foaming. I'll go yeah. with foaming. foaming. It sounds good. And and so he puts the, you know, this dummy seal out in the water. Yes, yeah. Crash test dummy seal. Yeah, yep. And the sharks, you know, bang, they're, they're, they're breaching to get these seals. Right, yeah, yeah. And then I think he's put these seals out with these LED lights on them. Right. I imagine he's probably got some old Christmas tree lights Christmas tree lights, yeah, yes. Just, just hooked them up, wound them around the dummy <laughs> seal. Bang! No attacks. Wow. No attacks doesn't deters them because they they must see the light. They've seen the see light, the light, and they're not going to attack the dummy seal. And is there anything on there if he's using his Christmas lights about which of the eight different sequences? 
Little oh, workshop. The fade in, the fade out. I thought you were going to say, the what happens when he, you know, he knocks one of the lights and it goes off and he has to <laughs> check <laughs> every single bowl? Is it this one? No. This Pull the dummy ceiling. Yeah. It's not, is it this light? Is it oh, yeah, it goes through them all. Here they come. <laughs> yeah, Clark Griswold style. He's just got this dummy thing there, just with all these, yeah, all the lights. Well, that's, that's interesting, isn't it? So... So um, amazing, and look, there is. There's always been different repellents, shark repellents, and ideas that had, you know, the 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 um, U.S. military in the 1945s. They developed some pouches that the servicemen could have, right? And when they opened the pouch, I think a dye came out. Okay. I saw a wonderful video on YouTube oh, years ago where they put this dye in in the pool water where the sharks swimming circles. Yep. <clears throat> and they put the dye, in and the shark avoided the dye. Okay, right. Actually, yep. swimming around the dye. Then what they've done is some lucky fella's gone in and blindfolded the shark. Oh, I'm, not, I'm not sure how. I'm pretty sure. Sit still. You silly shark. Ouch, ouch. Stop biting me. Don't make me punch you. Yeah. Let me put this Qantas eye patch on you. <laughs> Would you like a blanket too? Yeah, yeah. 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 Can, oh, towel? can yeah. I get you a drink? <laughs> Yeah, any nuts and perhaps some mixed nuts. <laughs> no, thanks. I've got an allergy. No. Yeah, yeah. Any seals on seals. the menu? <laughs> Dummy seals. <laughs> anyway, that's not an LED light above it because I can't fly with an LED that's light. Really setting me off that blinking light. <laughs> oh. So, so the dye in the water. I put the dye in the water. Yeah. Blindfold the sharks, and they've swum through the dye. Yeah, right. So it's actually the physical. Physical, um, you know, seeing the dye in the water that made them avoid it. So they yeah, gave, right. They gave all these U.S. service military military these dye packs. Yep. Only seventy percent effective. I'm not sure where you get that stat. Gee whiz. Yeah. yeah. It's because you chuck ten Navy Seals in and only seven of them get out. Navy Seals. Navy Seals. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> but let's say seventy percent. I'm not sure. You know, what happened to the other 30% of the, 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 the military men that didn't make it? They swim really damn fast. <laughs> really fast. Yeah, I don't know. So, look, there's also the other um, uh, one that you might, I'm not sure if you found in your research, the um, the shark repellent spray that um, Adam West Batman used in the old 66 Batman. Oh, yeah, yes. he had a Batman spray. Yeah, it's shark spray. That's shark it. repellent. Now, there's another patent for us. <laughs> Batman spray. <laughs> And it worked? Well, it worked in Batman. You yeah, know, well, yes. he's still around today, yeah. I suppose. Well, and, and Batman West, returns again. Oh, well, well there's plenty Adam of other West, yeah. And Adam West has it, you know, yeah, rest his soul, but, you know, I mean... Kapow. Kapow, yeah, Zang, Gazooie, you know. <laughs> Holy sharks, heading off my cape, Batman. This shark repellent spray is worthless. It um, sure is, boy wonder. <laughs> you're, unfortunately, you're over 30%. Yeah. <laughs> I'm 70% of this show, <laughs> and you're 30. You're the 30. <laughs> Well, so um, sharks and LED lights. Well, yeah. that's, um, so, so there's some real promise coming on there. And, you know, I, I, I mean, welcome to our South African listeners. Listeners, uh, yes. I'm sure they're an abundant number of Absolutely, them. yeah. You I know. hope they're covered in, uh, in yeah. Christmas lights. Yeah, or it's shark spray. Yeah, <laughs> shark spray. But I'm, I'm tipping the Aussie sharks a bit more intelligent. You think? Yes. You think they'll be a bit more... You think yeah. that we need to... We need to... Are the results repeatable? Exactly. Somewhere at Byron Bay. At Byron Bay. Bay. Yeah. Or, or, or in Western Australia. I mean, those... Mm. Oh, yeah. Weird. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. last week there's been a few in the last fortnight. Oh, has there really? Yeah. <clears throat> Two more attacks in the last fortnight. I don't mm. like reading about it. I'm, I'm a big... I don't, I've never seen Jaws. Yeah, yeah. You know, I like to surf. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah. I love, love a surf. Yep. But... 
I've never watched Jaws. I don't like reading about shark attacks. I don't want to see the footage of Mick saying punt, punching a I was shark. I say, yeah, you haven't, you haven't yeah, seen I it. I have yet. seen it. Oh, you have seen it. It was yeah. everywhere. But, but through, through covered eyes. Yeah. Just, yeah, yeah. just peeking yeah. out yeah. going, is yeah. it over yet? Tell me when I can look. <laughs> so, and, just, and that's the thing, you know, because I think being a, being a surfer, if I'm out there, that's just I just don't need those images in my You don't head. need to know. You know yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, but what I do would like is some LED on the boards. That yeah. sounds fantastic. How good would that be? Yeah. Know, knowing yeah. that you're safe. 100%. 100%, 100%, 100% safe. Awesome. Somewhere between 70 and 100. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, it, and you know what? Even then from a, another practicality sense, it would make sense because if ever they're out looking for someone that is lost at sea, if you've got a board that's got an LED light on it, that would stand out yeah. like a proverbial, yeah. wouldn't it? You know? but, but you'd need which way you flip it. If you flip it up, you get eaten by a shark and found by the found plane. By the plane. Yeah. But if you've got it down, you won't be found, but you won't be eaten. Everyone needs a choice in life, Lewis. <laughs> you, know, you, you don't want to dictate to people what they want to do. You, know? <laughs> do you want to get found, you want to be shark food. It's up to you. you know? You just got to wait. But what you got to do is you got to sit there and you got to wait for the plane to just get into that right spot, yes, and then yes. quickly flip it over and start waving your hands really quickly, flapping around. We found him. Yeah. We found, and then you go past and like, nah, he's gone. He's, he's been gone eaten. Him. Yeah. You flip the board back over. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Did he have the LED lights? Were they working? Yeah, they were working. I don't know what happened. Do you think then that if a shark actually breaches in through the water at night and it's a clear sky and they just see the light, they see the stars, <laughs> that they just freak out? They go. That's it. I'm out of here. I'm out of here. So, speaking of animals doing funny things yes. you know, and and bridging, getting up to no good. Uh, there was a, I came across a um uh, again another interesting story thanks to um you know in, in the weird news section of the Huffington Post. Oh, right, the Huffington Post. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So um you know and you know when. The, you, you get the the sub editors that put in their um the uh the the titles you know the, the titles yeah. and then they put they put the next little one under you know with the internet articles right yes so this one's um so it's got um as Scooby Doo might say rock roll it's like oh, oh so um, so Huff Post um uh, this is an article by David Moy all right and um. We'll, uh, we'll we'll sort of go through. Um, we'll, we'll, we'll put the lead right out there. So it's called "Pancake Craving Dog Accidentally Starts House Fire." Pancake, you right? So right, pancake craving. So a golden retriever. So quoting here from David uh, David Moy's article: A golden retriever's craving for pancakes <laughs> led to a house fire in Southwick, Massachusetts. Yeah. Surveillance video showed the dog walking over to a kitchen stove while its family is away. The animal can be seen getting on its hind legs, flipping, flipping the pancake. I, I didn't see, I didn't see him flipping it up. I think he just went for the pancakes that were there, just got stuck, just straight into it, bang on. Um, the animal can be seen getting onto its hind legs, so it's a golden retriever, so yeah. it's a big dog, yeah, right? Yeah. Uh, getting onto its hind legs and scarfing down what were reportedly leftover pancakes still on the stove, reportedly. Leftover pancakes. Oh, you, we, we have, you alleging some sort of nefarious activity here? No, I'll be honest. In the video, it looks like pancakes. <laughs> oh, right. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> he says allegedly, yeah. reportedly. Yeah. Um, so in the process of getting its flapjack fixed, the dog <laughs> accidentally turns on one of the stove burners, causing flames to erupt and the house to fill with smoke. Turn on a burner. That's so he must have jumped up, right, yeah. and hit one of the things where then you get the little, <laughs> yeah, 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 and then it's lit up, right. Um, so luckily for the dog and another golden retriever that was in the house, 
Um, the home was connected to a monitored alarm system that alerted responders before the fire could get worse. So in this video, right? Yeah. So and and so, so we had an accomplice. Well, well, no, his mate was in another room, right? So the good thing about this, so you've got the dog that just wants to eat everything, right? Yeah. And the other dog that's probably off, you know, actually protecting the house. So you're probably looking out there and you go, we're the mum and dad coming home. <laughs> What's that smell? What's that? So in this video, right, and so we'll put a link to it on, online so yeah. you can, so you yes. can see because it's, yeah. um, it's quite an interesting video. So the fire department's put it on to say, make sure you've got fire alarms, you yeah. know, which yes. is really important. So you don't have fire alarms. Oh, no, they did have fire oh, alarms, yep, yep, but also, yeah, so they had, they had the smoke alarm and fire detectors, but also don't leave stuff on your stove when you've got dogs around, right? You know, so that's why I wanted to bring it up as a community sort of thing, you know, make sure you don't have stuff near your, near your stove, yes. right? So in this video, right, so the, you see the, the golden retriever circling around, right, yeah, like a shark, right, going, going up to the hot plate, jumping up, grabs down one pancake, right? Yes. And then goes away and eats it. Yeah. Then comes back because there's still more there. Yeah. He gets greedy, right? That's then when he goes up and he tries to get the pan off. And then when the pan comes off, then you see this little this little this little flame up, right? Yeah, this little flame up. And then he goes but the, the the pot bangs down. Oh, and then he scares the crap out of yeah. him and then, he, then he takes off, right? Then you see the fire start up and then you see the smoke starting yes. to below. The golden retriever that the, the, the cause the problem, he goes up having a little look at it, see what's going on, right? And then the alarm starts going off, so he hightails it out of there. Then his mate comes on going, what the hell's going on? <laughs> the interesting thing is, right, so those golden retrievers, even though you've got this loud, piercing sound, and for the dogs it's obviously going to oh, be so loud. It's horrible. They yeah. jump on the couch, right, jump on the couch to, um, you know, while they're waiting for something to happen, the, the smoke. So they're not running around, they're not going nuts. The police come in, and as soon as the police come in, the golden retriever goes running up to him. You know, you go, what's going on? He gives him a pat, and then... Hey, mate, check out the pancakes on yeah, the stove. Yeah. Mate, you give the pancakes too. pancakes, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Heavenly, it's fantastic. Um, so, so, yeah, so, the, so then the fireys come in, and they put out the fire, and so, so there you go. You know, dogs cause pan, a, a dog crave, a pancake craving dog causes house fire. There's so many unanswered questions. Yeah, well, what are they, what, yeah. well who, who goes out leaving pancakes just sitting around? Well, that's a good question. You know, you've yeah. got a dog that's, that's obvious. It's got to be a counter surfer before. Oh, it's got to have been up on the counter before. Unless maybe they've got some LED lights on the counter so it doesn't <laughs> want to surf on the counter. <laughs> we were surfing like a shark going up there to try and get well, the pancake right. in the first place. But, uh, yeah, I wonder, yeah, I don't know. Why do you? Why would you leave pancakes? That, that just sounds really, really weird. Yeah, I'm not, not that I'm casting dispersions at the place because, you know, I know that... There's a bit of other stuff left around the house. Oh, you know? is it? yeah, it's, right. Yeah, yeah okay. there's, there's, there's a bit of de debris of, of, of life around allegedly, it. allegedly, yes, reportedly. Yes. Um, so uh, they they may have had to have gone quickly and just only had a few of the pancakes and just left them there. So you know, that's so amazing. Never trust anything on a bench when you've got a dog or a cat because you turn your back and it's it's fair yeah, game, isn't it? Isn't that amazing? Like it's um. Now, having cameras in the home these days, so many owners had that. You know, yes, they yeah. set up the camera, and I can remember I went and saw a um a dog that was um uh, that was in the backyard and it was barking all yeah, the time. Yeah. Um, and they had complaints from all the neighbours all yes. around. You know, gone to the council complaints and and uh, and look, I said to them, look, you know, before I come out to see you guys, you know, just set up a video. Yeah, you know, show me what what what's going on. You know, the dog in the backyard barking. Um, you know, the neighbours complained, all that sort of thing. And so they set up a video and they sent it to me. And 
for, for the first, you know, 15 or 20 minutes, the dog's just lying in the backyard. Just yeah. tuck, you see the owners leaving, everything, dog's just lying in the backyard, camera's set up. 15 minutes in, the neighbour's head pokes up over the fence. Oh. And he starts, you know, banging on the fence and harassing the dog. And it looked like, you know, it's hard to see on the camera, it looked like he's sort of throwing, like, you know, rocks oh, and things out. And no. so the dog's like, barking, 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 barking. And I was like, oh, this is... This is gold. We've nailed the neighbour. We've nailed the neighbour. Yeah, so well, I sort of ran the look, you know, have you looked at the video? You know, you know, I've looked through it. Have you seen what the neighbour's done? They go, no, no, there's no barking. No, it doesn't seem. I've gone, yeah, no, look at you know, 15 minutes. Yeah, go, go through it. Got in it and they're going, oh, goodness, they couldn't believe it. Wow. So what we did, we spliced up the video. Yeah. We put the, the you know, the, the, the bit of the, the, uh, the neighbour, you know, harassing the dog and the barking. Popped it in, popped it on a USB stick, popped it in an envelope, put it in his letterbox. Oh, really? <laughs> Just popped it in his letterbox. Maybe you want to check out this video and uh, and stop talking to the council about it. So, you know, just, wow. just really highlight. These owners were beside themselves that their dog was either separation anxiety yes, yep. or so distressed when they were gone. But the wow. neighbour was revving it up, making a bark, and then obviously recording it and reporting it to the council. That is incredible. So, yeah, videos change the thing. So, you know... Starting a fire in a house scene, that sort of stuff, you wouldn't get that, you know, 10 years ago. No, not at all, not at all. Seeing what's going on, so yeah, it really changed and stuff. So, I guess, you know, if if your house is burnt down, yes, check the video, check the video, yeah, yeah, and if your dog's barking, set up a video, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's uh, there's life lessons in this, you can you can take bits from every, you know, there's all sorts of bits of all bits of nuggets of goodness, nuggets of information, nuggets of goodness, yeah, nuggets. So, so, so where are we going from here, mate? So we're, look, I think look, I wanted to have a bit of chat this week about you know we, we 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 promised last week that poo talk would be out. So yes. what's the closest thing to poo? It's got to be wheat. Wheat. It's, it's got to be wheat. Spot yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Spot yeah. on. Yeah, wheat. We're so, waiting. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. So look, I think this week I want to talk a little bit about, and I think we're going to make it a three-parter. Three so, parts. So, yes. So, so this week, like the Lord of the Rings. Yes, the Lord of the... Is that, is that three? Three? Although the original... It's more than three. Oh, yeah, well, it goes for like 12 hours <laughs> if you watch the... Three yeah, long. Three, three, three long yeah. hours. Yeah, yeah. And that's only, that's only the Lord of the Rings. That's not including the yeah the, the prequel, the, the Hobbit. Oh, there was only supposed to be prequel, one movie. Right. And then turned into three movies as well. So the prequel became a pre-prequel. A three-pre-prequel. It was a three-prequel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. So look, urinating. I want to talk about a little bit. Yes. Um, you know, in three parts, I think this week we'll talk about. You know, obviously cats urinating outside the litter tray. Yeah, yeah. And something you'd see. I, I imagine every every it's, week. It's common. It, it is, is common. Really, common, really, common, really common. Yeah. And I mean, you know, cats urinating outside the litter tray. The first thing we always talk about is is you know you need to rule out the medical. Yeah, is absolutely. There a medical condition. Is there a clinical reason um, as to why the cats you know peeing? external to the litter tray. You know, yeah, there, there could be behavioural reasons. Yeah. This one, we're just going to touch on the medical reasons. And I mean, there's so... How many acronyms are there for your, oh, for your cat goodness. urinating outside of the tray? So the, the old days, they used to be um, FUS, feline urinary syndrome, which was always... They were always yeah. called a puss-puss. Puss-puss. <laughs> puss-puss. Like puss, was yeah. it feline... I thought it was feline urological oh, syndrome. Urological syndrome. Or urine. That's all. Yeah, yeah. It's all urine. Oh, yeah, something yeah, for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it fits the acronym. So but I like right. Fuss Puss. A Fuss Puss. Yeah, okay. So, so then we went from Fuss Puss to then there was, um, then, then Fluted. Fluted. Fluted was yeah. a feline lower urinary tract disease. Yes, yes. Yeah. But I think now, is it, is it, um, 
uh, feline interstitial cystitis, so yeah. FIC. Yeah, or, is it FIC or is it, is it feline idiopathic cystitis? There's just so many different acronyms. Yeah, yeah. And it really just comes down to cats just peeing outside the litter box, I yeah, suppose. Yeah, or, 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 or strain or strain weighing in uh, multiple times yes, within the litter that's box. That's true, yeah, that's yeah, true. Yeah. So, yeah, there, there, is, there is a component we are... Now, obviously, we're talking about urinating outside the litter box, but sometimes these cats, you're right, continually going to the litter tray, lots of small urinations, you know, in the litter tray or out of the litter tray, yeah. um, you know, in and out, in and out, dig, 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 yep. you know, that sort of thing, and sometimes vocalising. Yeah. It's painful. Yeah, it yeah, It is yeah. really painful, yeah. you know. It must be, you know, I, uh, I guess females listening to the podcast, if they have a cystitis or a urinary tract infection, there's a real burning or stinging sensation yeah. when they urinate, and I think that's what the cats it's cats are feeling. Got to be feeling yeah, yeah, yeah. really, really, really irritant. So, you know, it's it's painful. There's small amounts of urine. There might be blood. Yes, in yep. the urine maybe. Um, sometimes there's a preference for going to urinating in the in the bath. Or that's just where I was oh, going, mate. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the, the bath or the basin or yeah, the shower yeah. recess. Yeah. yeah, which is you know, it's not such a bad thing, you know. Yes, it's got a medical problem. Yeah. But if your cat's gonna pee anywhere, yeah, great, you can wash it down. Somewhere with it with with a hole. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> you don't have a hole on your pillow, you know, you don't have a hole on your bed yeah. spread. Yeah, yeah, you know, there's or, no drain there. One client went so I, you know, the cat was uh was peeing outside the litter tray. Lots yeah. of things. It turned out to be but we just mentioned. Yeah. And uh she eventually got me out to the house because when she went to sleep at night, the cat was weeing on her. And I was like, so the cat can wee anywhere else in the house, and well, I'll put up with it. Yeah, but well, my head, that's when I call the experts. That's it. Bring in the big guns. Yes, yeah, yeah. They're going to wave the white flag on this, you know. <laughs> exactly. So, and, you know, they might lick lick themselves. Yeah, you know, lots of licking of the doodle. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Yeah, boy cats licking of the doodle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so, um, so, yeah, it is a medical thing. So, I mean, yeah. is there stuff, you know, you're the medical guy. Yeah. You know, so. Oh, look, the, it's... It's one of the most frustrating things in that we know it happens and we know it happens a lot. Yes. But unfortunately, <clears throat> with a lot of these cats, we just don't know why it happens. Yeah. So you alluded before with idiopathic. Idiopathic is one of those really fancy words for us to say, we've got no damn idea what in the hell <laughs> yes. is causing this to it's happen. So true. So yeah. if you have someone say to you it's idiopathic, because you don't know what the hell's happening. Yeah, so that um, is clueless. A bit like me first day in the console room trying to find a syringe. Find a syringe. Which drawer is it in? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's not the drawer. That's the bin. Oh, that's... <laughs> um, so, you... So, when I'm sort of talking to people with this, you know, so you're presented with a cat that, you know, the classic signs are, yeah, weighing inappropriately, you know, so... Um, and I actually... People come in here flabbergasted when they're weighing in the basin... I think that's actually really good because yeah. then you can see, because generally most basins are white, yes. and you can see that there's blood there. Spot on. Bang. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. So is there blood in there? Yes, we can see because there's a because there's red weed that's coming out. So um so you know the um the inappropriate urination, the the frequent urination, yep. what we call polakiuria. Yeah. So when you're doing lots and lots of little weeds. Polakiuria. Polakia poly meaning many and oh. akiuria meaning sore weed, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> Um, so, so I thought sure. poly was like uh, plastic, poly pipe. The poly pipe, or yeah. poly wants a cracker, you know. Yeah. Um, so there's uh, along came Polly, the movie with um, Jennifer Aniston oh, and Ben, yeah. ben Still. Yes. You know, um, that was the one where where she had the ferret. I think. You know, um, oh, digressing. I think that was a, a ferret or a dog. Oh, I know that's Marley, isn't that Marley's? Uh, oh, that's Marley. Something about Marley? Oh, something about Mary. Anyway, something about Mary. <laughs> <laughs> I 
We know uh, our movies, mate. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Stay um, tuned for a movie review movie next week. Yeah. <laughs> I was thinking. I was thinking we should do that one day of doing like a, a commentary track on a um, on an animal on a on a dog movie or something like that. Alan, 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 Alan. <laughs> Steve. Hang Steve. on, Steve. I think it might be Steve. Steve, Steve, Steve. 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 I think I, it's been done, mate. I show that to the kids. I love that. <laughs> All right, so um, so so lucky you're a cat. So so doing lots and lots of little ones. So they jump in and out of the tray, or even if you don't have a tray inside, if they're going outside all the time, yeah. and then you see them in scratching and out, outside. Yeah. Um, uh, the, the, the the licking of the doodle is a big one um, for, for male cats in particular. Um, and one of the really, really big important ones is if there's no wee coming yes. out. Yes, you mentioned know? the males, yes. Yeah, so, so if you've got a cat that's got lower urinary tract disease, um, so lower urinary tract being a problem with the penis urethra, which is the tube between the bladder and the penis or the bladder, um, if nothing's coming out, then all of the toxins and the things that are in the urine that your body's trying to get rid of can't get out, yeah. and then though, that is a medical emergency. <coughs> You're going to get that cat in straight away. So, yeah, so that's a yeah. So that's the male cats. Out. Yeah, male cats. If if they're going in and out of the tray, yeah, you need to check that there's at least a little dab of urine there, don't yeah, you? Yeah. And make sure that you know because if there's no urine, like you're yeah. saying. Then you've got to get to the ER, ER vet. You've got to get to your vet straight away. In the middle of the night, you get you're off the emergency. Yeah. During the day, you ring your vet. You're straight in, you know. Yeah. Because like you said, the toxins build up, and that's an emergency. Absolutely. Yeah. And I, my my advice to people is, when in doubt, check it out. You know, if you're not sure if there's any wee coming out, you know, you can come in and we can have a feel of their bladder yeah. because the difference between uh, being able to feel a blocked bladder and an empty bladder. So if your cat's just weeing out dust because there's no wee there. You know, their blood is so inflamed that two drops a year and they go, oh, I've got to get it out. Mm. We'll feel that and it'll feel like a really small little walnut-sized bladder and there'll be nothing there. If we have a feel of it and it's a tennis ball yeah. or it's an orange or yeah. bigger, feel you know, abdomen. oh, yeah. crikey. Yeah, just from feeling the tummy, yeah, yeah. you know there's something cooking. So, so um, as far as what are the causes of it, so you, you get a cat that's come in and it's showing these classic signs, um, you, you check the urine out to make sure that there isn't a urinary tract infection. If there is, high fives all around because if there's an infection there, you treat the infection and hopefully then it's problem solved. But the thing is infection, it's good you bring that up. I reckon yeah. 10 years, oh, five, 10 years ago. Or even when we first graduated. Yeah, exactly. It was all infection. It was all infection. Everything. When, when they had the symptoms, oh, you've got to give it a shot of antibiotics. You've yep. got to go on course of antibiotics. And sure enough, they get better. They all get better. They get better. And yep. aren't we heroes? Fantastic. Here's what they found. Don't give them antibiotics. Yes. Yep. And they still get, get better. Yep. In the same period of time. So there is, you know, it's, it's thought that if it's a young cat, yeah, that it's only sort of 5% yes. of those cats that present with those symptoms are actually an infection. Exactly. So if yep. you're rocking up to your vet and it's got, it's a young cat, it's got these symptoms, don't be expecting that antibiotic shot. No, we're not going to give it these days. Yeah, yes. we, we will check and make sure that your cat has actually got an infection before treating with the antibiotics. Spot on. Yep. Because the, the thing is, you know, if you're treating your cat with antibiotics and you don't need it, then that means that you're exposing your cat all the cat's microbes 
to that antibiotic unnecessarily, yep, you know. Yep. And we're talking previously about antibiotic resistance. Exactly. You know, exactly. so you don't want to be bringing out the platypus. No. And going milk the platypus. Here's your cup of platypus. Milk. Uh, platypus milk. Yes, yeah, to try to, and treat the to, UTI. Yeah, to try and treat the UTI because we've given it antibiotics previously, and now yeah. it's immune to antibiotics. Ah, it's, a, it's a complicated, complicated process. thing. So, so you check and make sure there's no UTI. You know, and in that urine sample when you're checking that, then you also look for crystals. Yes. So there's a, a percentage of cats that will have crystals in their urine yeah. and the crystal... Yeah, sorry, interrupt. So the yeah. owners don't need to bring in a urine sample necessarily, do they? We have ways. We have ways. We have ways <laughs> of making you weak. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So um, either either we'll get a, a preferentially you'll get a cystocentesis sample. So if the cat's got a bladder, you pass a tiny little needle in and get a small sterile sample because then if you see that there are bacteria there, you know that that bacteria has come from the bladder, yeah. not from the the penis or the urethra yeah. or anything like that. There's not normally bacteria in urine is there no, no yeah, it, yeah. it should be sterile yeah, yes. um but unfortunately a lot of these cats they do have such teeny tiny little bows you can't get a damn sample anyway yeah, so yes, um true. so so often you just take what you can get yeah um uh, with looking at that urine sample, um, and we also sometimes will use um, a little uh, little beads in the litter trays to try and get them to wee into that, so then you can assess the sample. Collect one at home or, or in the hospital or that's something like right. that. Yes. Um, and if you are collecting one at home, just another little tip, you've got to get that sample in straight away because crystals can form in the urine. That's true. You know, so, so ideally you want to be checking that sample straight away. Like so, A, a bedside sample? Bedside I heard someone sample. say one. There you go, bedside perfect. sample. The but you need to get weed on your head while you're in bed. That's a bedside sample that's, you don't necessarily that's want. That's you. Very, I've brought a bedside sample off yes. my eyelid. Yeah, yeah, I'm so squeezing it out of my head. Can you use that? Um, so so you get your urine sample. You'll look at it for signs of a, of a urinary tract infection. You might need to do a culture on it if you're not sure. Sometimes you'll see that there's just bacteria doing backstroke yes. in there and you go, yep, yeah. fantastic, we got that one. Yep. Looking for crystals, but unfortunately, a lot of these cats, all they have is just a bucket load of blood. Yeah. There's no crystals, mm. there's no signs of infection, and we call those cats idiopathic. No idea. No idea. Yeah. NFI. And no idea. No feline idea. <laughs> <laughs> no, no feline idiopathic idea. Um, so with those cats, they're the ones that those traditional ones that when you treat them with antibiotics, that these cats would get better yes. because they go through this cycle of where they get these bladder inflammations. And I say to people, yeah, back in the old black and white days, we used to treat these cats with antibiotics and they'd get better. People used to think we were great, yeah. but we could have waved a trout over their yeah. head and they would have yeah, got better anyway. It's so you know? true, isn't it? Yeah. So, yeah. Um, so from the medical side of things, and there's been, you know, at some stage, we are going to know what it is that is lacking or that is deficient inside of these cats' bladders that we can treat them specifically to try and help them out. But until then, really, we're just left with trying to treat them symptomatically. Yeah, well, there's a real, there's a real bit of a link, isn't there, between the stress and that sort of thing. Correct. Right? And, yeah, and, and the the, the the thought that you know there's some stressful involvement. I mean, there are some studies, you know. Um, that in young cats, it's often when it's raining outside. Yep. You know, the theory being that the cat's stressed and maybe it normally wheezes outside, yep. and wants to hold on. Um, it's often uh, cats are a bit more overweight. Yes, tend to be yep. a bit more overweight. Um, cats hanging around outside, like there's a new cat hanging yeah, around. There's yeah, any, any sort of changes in the environment yep. can sort of set off. So it's really important that you know you try and identify any sort of stresses because it is a communication that they're sort of. And there was a really cool study that was done. 
um, where um, I'm sort of jumping ahead a little bit. I guess one of the treatments we do recommend these days is an increase in water intake. Yes, absolutely. Yep. Um, and there was a really cool, and I just really you know, delve into the depths of my. Uh, my you can hear the cogs going. Yeah, yeah, right? really, yeah, yeah. Really. You can hear the little man going down the stairs going, I didn't think we're going to need this anymore, did it? <laughs> He's definitely going down the next set of stairs. <laughs> but there was a study that was done, and I think uh, they, cats that had this, uh, the, you know, whatever you want to call it, urination problems. They fed them uh, wet food. Right, so, yes, yep. Um, and, and these cats were normally on dry food. Yeah. They fed them wet food, and what they found is that actually helped. Yes, Helped yep. them stop having this cyclical recurrence of this problem. Yeah. Um, and they like, fixed it. Every yep. cat should go on wet food, and it's got the problem now. That's fixed it. Problem solved. Problem solved. But what they actually did is, just this is where the cogs aren't turning so well, I think they then did another follow-up study where instead of giving these cats wet food, they just said to the owners, oh, just interact with the cat for 60 seconds, giving them a nice pat. Yeah, right. Once a day. Yeah. And it had the same response. Right. So giving them some something else, some stimulation, yeah, some right. environmental enrichment. Yes, yeah, yeah. It wasn't necessary. It was thought that giving them that wet food was one extra interaction with the cat. Yeah, right. And that was just enough to lower their anxiety. Yeah, right. And it wasn't specifically the wet food per se. Yeah, yeah, right. So a really interesting study and... I hope I'm getting it right. Yeah, yeah. But it was sort of, you know, along the That's right, we've got the disclaimer at the start, so if we're wrong, it's fine. Well, yeah. And we'll just, and edit. Yeah, edit point. And this is what the study actually said. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, but but that's all, you know, so I guess in the young cats, you know, you know it's really unlikely to be infection, like Correct. we sort of mentioned. Yeah. Um, and, um, and I guess if it's an older cat, though, yeah. that's the first time it's occurred, maybe over 10 years old. Yeah. You start looking at other things, aren't you? You start maybe looking at kidney problems, yes, maybe yep. diabetes, yep. maybe a thyroid issue. Yep, so yep. we might recommend some blood tests if yep. your cat's a bit older, do you reckon? Oh, definitely. Yeah, yeah, because that's when you're then looking at, right, so what else can cause issues with your, you know, so um, as you're getting older, you'll get conditions where you might be, your kidneys aren't working as well, yes. so you're producing more weed. If you're producing more weed, then that weed's got to come out somewhere. So people may notice that their cat is urinating more, and because then they're urinating more, they may be filling up the litter tray, and their litter tray's dirty, so they're looking for somewhere else to go. Um, also, um, I think sometimes with cats, yeah, you can see them if they've got um, things like arthritis and things like that, you know, where if, they're, if they've got degenerative joint disease, it might be hard for them to jump into their litter tray. You know, they might um, be, be asleep and it takes them too long to get up to get to the toilet the yeah. same way it used to. Um, and, and also, the older cats are more prone than to the UTIs, you know, so so often you will get the urinary tract infections in the older cats. So, so yes. there's, there's this young cat urinary issues, older cat urinary issues, and there's a little bit of, you know, crossover, but they're often distinct with the yeah. different things that they will get. Yeah, so, and, yeah. The, and the younger cat, you know, the, the treatment we usually would recommend is certainly... You know, we talk about increase, trying to increase water intake. Yeah, seems to help. So, you know, if your cat likes a water fountain, yes, yep. something like that. You know, the the tin food, adding water to the food, those sorts of things. There are specific diets. Yes, yeah, yeah. Buy what you know. Have you got thoughts on the diets these days? Oh um, yeah, gee whiz. You know, I'm, for certain cats, the diets I think really help. For other cats, I think the diets are a are a, a, a part of what you might do. But I think there's some conjecture on just how important yeah. diets can yeah, be. I think so. You know? um, I think just changing to a wet 
food is yeah. often enough for some of these cats. So, yeah. And then looking at is there a stress component Correct. Know, in yeah, the environment yeah. or is there something sort of else going on? But but I think perhaps we'll talk about the stress stuff the next stress week. Stuff. Next yeah, time we'll bring yes. that in bring that in next time and how you can help the stress thing. Uh, you know, these days we don't we don't use the antibiotics we mentioned in the young yeah. cats. But we will send them home on some pain relief. Pain relief is the yeah. big, big, big yeah. thing. You know, you, we got to because we were saying it before that for, for people when you've got a UTI, you're weeing razor blades. You yeah. hurt like <laughs> hell, you know. So you've oh. got to try and get. Um, you've got to try and help out for pain because those the the bladder muscles are spasming just so damn much. You need to try and help to relieve that. And often what I'll do, like if you know, you come in and you just flat out cannot get a urine sample from the cat because they've got no wee there. Mm, mm. I'll often, yeah, so I'll say to the owners, that, yeah, your cat's got a urinary problem, absolutely. But we need to get a urine sample to work out what that urinary problem is, right? Your cat's stressed. There's probably not much point me keeping them here at the clinic, you know. Let's it's going to worsen it. Let's give them some pain relief and I'll see you in a few days, yep. you know. Yep. Get you back in a few Spot days. On. And yeah. you know what? In that few days, your cat might have gone and done a wee just beforehand. That's cool. I'll see you the next day. You know, not going to charge the visit because I'm just had a feel. No, he's done a wee. We'll see you again mm, tomorrow. Yeah. Because it's that thing of where, you know, and I think that's where while, yeah, no specific treatment is actually being proven to help idiopathic um, lower urinary tract disease. So there's an argument there to say, well, if they're going to get better by themselves, do they need pain relief? Oh, hell yeah. They're sore. Oh, of course. They're they urinating shark teeth, mate. Oh, mate, they yeah, play shark teeth. You've got to help these poor cats out. <laughs> and so there's lots of, you know, there are a few different options for what you can use for pain relief, and so it's really up to your vet with what yeah, they yeah. want in Individual use. preference. Yeah, yeah, but as long as you go home with pain relief, that is the most important yes. thing. And increasing your water intake. And one thing I wanted to um, chew on your ear for this one, Lewis, is that um, uh, I went, I was at a conference back in, 2009 in Bangkok, um, the, the farce of a conference out, out in Bangkok. It was fantastic. Um, that sounds uh, like junk it too. No, that sounds fantastic. No, 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 man, junk it was pretty good. Yeah, yeah that um, sounds awesome. And uh, one of the talks that we went to was with um, Kirsty Sexel, um, yes. you know, the, the, uh, one of the preeminent veterinary behaviour specialists. Specialist you know, behaviours, top of the field, mate. Absolutely. Yep. Yep. And, and Cream so, of the crop. And so she was talking about... Um, uh, you know, placement of water bowls, you know, and about, um, she was saying that um, that cats like to drink water away from where they eat or yes. where they go to the toilet. Yes. And and I'd, I'd observed this in my own cats in Parker and Melbourne in that when they were kittens, um, I got them a, a, a water fountain and, um, and I got so frustrated that they were splashing water everywhere. I got, right, buggy, I'm going to put the water bowl in the bath, right? And so putting the water bowl in the bath, that is then where they would go and drink all the time. You know? yeah. We don't have a bath now, but we've got a shower now. Yeah. And after this talk where Kirsty was saying that, the penny dropped in my head of going, oh, well, this is where the cats are going, and that, that's the reason why they want to go and drink. And I, I then realised, well, a lot of times people will say to me, my cat likes to drink the water out of the bottom of the shower yeah. when I'm finished, yes. or at the bottom of the bath. Yes. And that's because the, the food bowls that you've got, the one dish for the water and the one yeah. dish for the food, the right, cats next don't to each other. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So what are your thoughts on that? You know? Oh, definitely, definitely. Yeah. No, I think, you know, I always say try and separate the food and the water bowl. And yeah. I think the other week when we were talking about, you know, cats pooing outside the litter tray, yes. they put the litter tray in the same, same locations as well. Yeah, right. I think, though, when they go to drink out of the shower and the bath, you know, when it's running, I reckon there's just something special about that water that they're like, oh. 
you know, this is my this is my crack cocaine. Yeah, yeah. This is you know, or, or not even when it's running, just when it's when the showers yeah. turned off and they come out and then the cats run in there yeah. and just lick it off off yeah. the floor. Yeah, I think I just think there's something that must be different about that. I the don't fresh know. water yeah, or something. I yeah. don't know what it is. I mean, a lot of cats obviously like a tap being turned on. Yeah. They go and drink from the tap, and that's one of the treatments for the eopathic cystitis. Is if you've got a cat that wants to drink from the tap, yeah, leave a little tap running. Yes, you know, sir. and uh, and and let them have a, have a good sip from. So you increase in their water intake. Yeah. So Sure, yeah. yeah, separating the food and the water is yeah, it's something I often recommend. I'm not sure it's going to be the treatment for every cat that's oh, got, no, got this, but but something to certainly certainly sort of think oh, about. I call it a cat hack. A cat, yeah, a cat hack, yeah. Right. Just, just something for people to try, you know. Yeah. It's just as a thing of put a water bowl somewhere else. Yeah. It's not going to do you any harm, yeah, exactly. you know. They're right. going in there and drinking out of it anyway. Go and chuck it in yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, it's why right. not? Yeah, yeah, yeah. perfect. Alrighty, well, look, let's uh, I think leave, leave, leave that for part one. Yeah, yeah, that's that's it for part one. Oh, yeah, we've got to leave the teaser part two. Teaser next week. part two. Make yeah, sure yeah. you stay tuned for the next two instalments of urinating outside the tray by Lewis and Robbie. No, 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 the American band, the army band. Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Thanks, guys, for that great little boom, boom, boom. Yeah, the segue, fantastic, you know. So so the other week I was at the Com Games, uh, as we talked about, um, and while I was up there, my daughter actually got a sore ear. Oh, no. Yeah, you know, sore ear. Well, always while you're on holiday. Oh, isn't it just? And so I thought, oh, yeah, she'll be right. You know, oh, Daddy, it hurts a little bit. Yeah, he's a neurofern. Tough it up. Had it up in my day. You know, we're on holidays. And, you know, it was, it was two or three days until we were coming home, and I was, you know, oh, she'll be right. You know, and Deb said, can you have a little look in the ear, you know, Dad? You know, oh, you can't see it. It looks fine. I mean, I can't <laughs> see anything in the ear. It's right in there. Yeah. And then it suddenly clicked to me, oh, we're catching a plane home. Yes, yeah. You know, ear infection on the plane. It's not not not, 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 cool. not the best thing. So, you know, she'd been doing a lot of swimming, and so we got into the doctor, and, um, and sure enough, had a little uh, external ear infection. Okay, yep, yep. Otitis externa. Otitis externa. Yeah. And uh, and we started treating it and all good, but mate, it got me thinking, you know, that how many dogs and cats we see with ear problems, mate, yeah, and how painful they are, absolutely, yeah, um, and and uh, you know, it's it's a pretty bread and butter sort of thing, mate. We see it all the time, and I've actually seen a, a huge, um, like we've seen a really big upswing in ear issues with dogs, even in this last few weeks, yeah, right. Which is funny because you know it's it's often a thing that we'll see in. Um, in, in spring and summertime, so um, you know, um, yeah, because it's often to do with allergies, you know, yeah. a, a basis of allergies. Yeah. I mean, you can get it if you go swimming and you get a grass seed in your ear, yeah. or you know, you get something else, some other you know foreign thing in there that sets it off. But usually, it seems to be allergy based. And I mean, I've been living on antihistamines the last couple of weeks, so I always know when I'm living on antihistamines, right. it's going to be ear and skin yeah. fest. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. Yeah, so yeah. I should, you should give me a call so I know what's coming in for the week. Mate, it's ears. Yeah, it's ears. Definitely stock up on the ear meds, mate. So, yeah. I mean, you know, the classic, you know, often analogy, like you said, can be yeah. in an online cause, grass seed swimming, but then they get a secondary infection, don't they? Yes. So, it's a bacteria or a yeast infection, yep. or, or maybe ear mites, I suppose. Yeah, you don't see a lot of them. I saw one the other did day. Did you? Yeah. I did, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a, um, so it was a puppy. Yeah, I was going to say a puppy. It's usually puppies, yeah. right? Um, and um, it was in for desexing, and um, the owner said, check its ears out, you know, yeah. see, see what's Actually going on. Do. And so I looked down, and because often sometimes, yeah, it was a little oodly dog, and so sometimes they're actually getting a little yeast infection at, at six months yeah, of age. Really so common, yeah. It would just be that. 
And I've looked down, and the cool thing about it is we got a, um, a new nurse, Josie. I said, Josie, have a look at this. Yeah. When you shine the light down, and they just all scatter. Really? Yeah, yeah, because they're photophobic. Yeah, yeah they don't like light. Yeah. So you shine your light down there, and you're thinking... Down in the ear, Down, down, down yes, in the ear, yes, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're shining your light down here through your little otoscope, and you go, hang on, is that a little bit of wax or... No, hang on, it's running away. Wow. It's running away on legs. Wax doesn't have legs. So, yeah, so that's pretty cool. So, how do you treat what? You put an LED light down there. Yeah, you, yeah, you, you chase you, it you, out. You, you, you dummy seal and you yeah. rip one of the LEDs. You yeah. pop it down the ear. Well, now you, you don't put the LED, you put the, the actual dummy sh- the dummy um, uh, seal in there without the LEDs <laughs> and they just grab a hold of it and out it comes. Um, so, because the, the, so many things treat the ear mites these days, you know, like it's... Um, you know, back, yeah. in, oh, back, yeah. back when we graduated, you know, when Revolution came out, you know, Revolution, and that treats it. This is amazing, that. yeah. But now you've got your Revolution Advocate. Yes. Now, um, now um, Brevecto's got the cover for it. Yeah. Um, I think NextGuard might yeah. too. Um, Sympathica's got yeah. it. They, they all do it. And everything do it. does. Yeah. Much. So that's and, why it's and so if there any, if there any uh, drug sponsors out there that are listening <laughs> to this podcast and they they think we've missed one of the important ones, which might be theirs, and they'd like to throw some sponsorship, <laughs> we can edit that back in there and yeah. you could sponsor the show. Yeah, that'd be great. Yes. Yes. And so, your product's great too. Yeah. <laughs> Two pets at gmail.com. Yeah. <laughs> Send us an email. If you, Shameless plug. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Why not? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, help us out. Help us keep it going. Yeah. <laughs> give, so, give, give so that we may keep yeah, podcasting. Exactly, exactly. Um, so, uh, yeah, so, so earmites. So, anyway, earmites in this little puppy. So, um, yeah, you can get earmites, but it's often... The, the yeast, the bacteria, yes, and so yeah. when they come in, so what are the signs of yeah, what a dog's got? Yeah, the shaking the head, yep. you know, scratching at the ear Absolutely, or the ears, yep. rubbing, rubbing on the carpet or the, yep. the side of the couch. Um, often you lift the, the ear flap up and it's just red. Yeah, yeah. Yep. People say, oh, there might be something wrong with the ears. Well, lift up the ear flap and, and have a look and compare it with the other side. If yep. one side's red and full of black yes, stuff. Yep. And the other side's just beautiful, then yeah, chances are there's something going yeah, on. One, one side's looking bad. Yeah. You know? um, so and, yeah. And and the other thing is too, you know, you lift that ear up and you can't you, if you can't get close enough to look at it because of the smell, yeah. there's something yeah. going on in there. The smell or the, the dog tries to bite you. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, sorry, yeah. Mum, but yeah. that actually really hurts because my ear is <laughs> full of pus. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And it just reminds me of a, um, a bit of an anecdote when these this new couple they they had a sheltie and uh, and they just had a new baby yeah right and uh, and they brought the baby home and you know they, they, they'd actually got my book yes yes link on the website yeah. <laughs> i'm glad you asked yeah. <laughs> funny you should say yeah. tell your dog you're pregnant and since you've got dog owners are expecting a baby fantastic book that Find i it on amazon <laughs> yeah <laughs> or or babyandpet.com that oh, i yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyway, so they've you know done, done a lot of stuff preparing for the for the arrival of the of the baby and that sort of thing, and the, the baby came home. Yeah. And uh, and they went out, you know, put the baby in the pram, went out to go for the first walk yeah. uh, with the baby. Dog refused to go. Right. And I said, I thought that's, that's really strange. So I went round to the home and we talked about, yeah, we did the preparation, we did walking without the baby in yeah. the pram before the baby came. Loved going for walks, no problem with the pram. No, they, we think it hates the baby. Yeah, right. So we had a long chat. We Was it a bad down. baby? Bad <laughs> baby. <laughs> Do I say bad baby? <laughs> no, I was just 
wondering if it was a bad baby. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. Can he have a bad baby? Well, I don't know. I don't yeah. think parents would say a bad baby. Well, they wouldn't say it about themselves. No. But you, you, you might be able to say it you know, externally. You know? Is that like a Seinfeld episode where, like, you know, isn't it a cute baby, but it's really ugly? Yeah, <laughs> it's a bad baby. So that's cute. We're not. It's really ugly. It's a bad baby. Yeah, I'm, I'm really sorry, but your dog's right. You've got a bad baby. You're okay, okay. Too. And, and And that's the end of the concert. <laughs> Thank you very much. See you later. We'll see you next. Give me a call in a week's time. <laughs> Give your baby two of these and call yeah. me in the morning when it's not quite as ugly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we're chatting away and now we're talking. And I was really, I couldn't really work out why. Yeah, yeah. You know, they've done all the right preparation. And what it... What I eventually got to say was, you know, have you tried just taking the dog for a walk without itself? the pram? Yeah, without the baby, remove without the, the variable. They said, well, actually, the husband did. Yeah, went, oh, well, the dog just really needs to walk. Went to go for a walk the other day, wouldn't go. Yeah, right. Like, okay, it's not the baby. Not it's the baby. Going on. So I did a bit of an exam on the dog. Had an ear infection. Yeah, right. Yeah. And he didn't want to go for a walk. Yep. Because who knows why? Yeah, yeah. And maybe the collar was pulling on the ear or whatever. Yes. Yep. Treated the ear infection. Let's Lewis go walk. The hero. Fantastic. Hero loves the baby. Not a bad baby. Not good a bad baby. baby. Good, good, good baby. baby now. Good baby. Good baby. Good baby. Baby's fine. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, I mean, there are sort of weird signs that you can get. And that's, yeah. that's, I mean, that's not that common, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. But certainly, you know, something, something that I've seen. So, you know, they'll come in. You know, you've got an infection. They'll come in. We'll take a little swab, won't yes, we? Yes, absolutely. Put it on a little microscope. Try and have a look right? if you can. Yeah, if, yeah, if yeah. it's not too sore. If it's not too sore. Yeah. And also that it's not too blocked up with. Crap, oh, too. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Sometimes you, you put it down there and you cannot nah, see exactly. because it is just chock full yeah. of stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. wax yeah. and pass and whatever's in yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. So we'll look on the microscope and we'll come back and, and then often, you know, treatments, you know, it needs to be ointment, doesn't it? You know, it you does, yeah. You know, oh, I suppose yeast, sometimes you can have some tablets that might help or if yeah. it's really painful, you can have some, uh, some anti-inflammatory. Oh, definitely, yeah. yeah. I, I think... Like, Treating anti, uh, treating pain with anti-inflammatories, you know, is a is a is a is a definite, you know, yeah. and and a lot of the the drops have got cortisone in them that yes, work as an anti-inflammatory. Yes, um, but I often find that actually treating either giving an injection or, or tablets of anti-inflammatories cortisone to help because it just they are so sore, they? and yeah. if you're going to be trying to put stuff down as dog sore ear, yeah. man, your job's going to be so much yeah. easier if that pain isn't yeah. there. So. And do you use that new medication that's once a week? The, the Osirina? Yeah. Yeah, I've had it, given it a crack a couple of times. Yeah. Um, I I like it, but I it, I I like the ears to be pretty clean before I put it in. Yeah, you know? okay. So if I've got the times where I'll use it is if I've got a dog that the ears are pretty well clean, mm-hmm. you know, so there's a little bit of discharge mm-hmm. and it's yeast or back or, or the, the, the right type of bacteria yeah, right and thing. I can see the eardrum, yeah. um, then I'll 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 offer it. Um but otherwise, if there's if there's a lot of discharge in there, I just I like if there's a if there's a whole lot of discharge, I'll often offer to the owner to actually go in and flush the ears yeah, out. Yeah, sometimes they're anaesthetic, don't you? And Absolutely. Ears, yeah. and, and people are going, can you do it under sedation rather than anaesthetic? Oh, they are so sore. Yeah, so sore. That just, you know, if you're trying, not fair to, on the dog. No, no. So you're better off doing it under under anaesthetic. And like I had a dog um, the other day that I was trying to flush its ears out, and it was a a, a young dog. And its ears were so chock full of stuff that I had to tell. Like it, it probably took me about forty minutes each ear oh, to get wow. all the way down to to the eardrum. To see the eardrum, yeah. yeah. yeah to, but luckily the eardrum was there, so that then we could get it on the drops to try and start yeah. treating the infection. Yeah. So, so you know, the a lot of the ointments they've got the antibiotics, they've got the antifungal yeah. stuff in there, you know. Um, sometimes you can get really, really funky infections in there, you oh, know. Yeah. Um, 
ones resistance, yeah. resistant ones, or, or back types of bacteria that have common resistances. And then um, you, you, you're again, you're pulling out your platypus and squirting some, oh, some milk down those, squirting down down those ducts. Yeah, yeah, you get to come back here, baby platypus. We're gonna, you know, twice a day, twice milking a day into the year. Oh, where are we gonna find a platypus to milk this? <laughs> where to milk for this? Um, you've got the source. You've got yeah, the video. I've seen them. <laughs> you've seen them. Yeah, yes. Yeah, so I'm heading down there again this week on the Spirit of Tasmania. You go down and replenish my supply. Point uh, one mil, yeah. <laughs> and just titrating it out, you know, <laughs> put a little bit in, or you're just, you're just, just yeah. slowly add into de- decreasing amounts. So, so with the drops, you know, really important to get the drops in and to finish the course. Yes. But even more important than finishing the course is to check afterwards to make sure that you've cleared that yeah, infection Come back out. to the vet. Come because back to the revisit. Guarantee you put those ear, or not guarantee, but high chance of putting those ear drops in that that dog is going to look better and you're going to go, I can stop these now. But if you haven't checked that that infection is gone, Mm -hmm. you take the foot off the accelerator and two weeks later the infection's back and you're blaming the vet for giving you the wrong stuff. And it's not that, just you probably haven't cleared the infection in the first place. Or the underlying cause is still there. Yeah, the, the allergy. The underlying yeah. allergy or whatever yeah. it is. What is causing it to come back. Yeah. In the first exactly. Place. Spot on, spot on. And I think, like, you know, the e meds, you know, I find owners, my thought is owners sometimes have a lot of trouble giving them. Yes, the yeah. dog's got such a sore ear. Yeah. I mean, I'm a bit more of a fan of the Asunium, you know, yeah. uh, you know. It's a medication that you don't have to give daily. Yeah. They give it, you know, weekly at the vets or, you know, we usually do it at the vets. Yeah. They come in. So for those dogs that really, the owners can't get near, I really find it wonderful. But something I reckon to all owners out there that have got dogs is get your dogs used to having their ears handled now. Because Absolutely. on the chance they get an infection, you, you they're, they're more accepting of you handling their ears. So, you know, you need to be... You know, getting a spoonful of peanut butter. Yep. But then your dog eat off the spoon and then you're fiddling with the ears. Yes. When the dog's finished the spoon of peanut butter, the spoon goes away, the ear fiddling stops. Yes, yep. Yeah. Perhaps fiddling's not the word, but then <laughs> <laughs> Manipulate. Yeah, uh, thank you. Yes, thank yes, you yes, yes. Putting yeah. Thank you for putting a very term on it. A bit more socially acceptable yes, veterinary yes, term. Yes, thank you, yeah. I so, think fiddling is still a veterinary yeah, term, but just not a... Yes, yeah. It depends on what you're fiddling yeah, with, yeah. really, you know. It comes back to Hans and himself and stuff, <laughs> <that> really, every <laughs> time. <laughs> so, look, yeah, if you've got a dog who's never had any problems, you know, get yeah. them used to having the ears handles. Pair it with a treat. Pair it with that, that, that peanut butter so that the... You know, the, the spoonful peanut comes, butter comes out and they're like, oh, this is great. I get me ears, you know, yes. manipulated. Yeah, and yeah. so then when you have to treat them, your dog's all prepared for it. And it's not a issue. completely foreign thing then, is it? Yeah. You know, you're not going straight from, you've never touched my ears before. Why the hell are you doing it now that it's all? Well, so after that, After that silly vet's just been sticking the thing down <laughs> there. You know? Yeah. 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 And, and if you're not sure on how to be putting the drops in, you know, Go and see. You get get your vet to show you. Get yep. the nurses to show you. Yep. Have you run through because it is really important to get it in the right spot. Otherwise, it's never going to work. Spot yeah. on, mate. Spot on. And, and your daughter's ear infection's all good now. Oh, cl- cleared up, mate. Got on the plane. I was thinking we didn't tell her that getting on the plane that there was the potential of severe pain. Yeah. She still had the infection. Um, but you know, her ears were clearing up. She was able to sort of block her nose and pop her ears oh, before cool. we got on. So we thought, oh, she's probably going to be okay. 
got on the plane, stuck the iPad in front of it, didn't even pay, mate. Yeah, Fantastic. But, you know, babysitter's club or whatever it was she was watching, I don't know. Some <laughs> whatever movie, the kids are watching some, these some days. Some movie full of Adam Sandler. You know, oh, geez, no, high yeah. quality. High quality, yeah. High quality entertainment. Yeah. Not Happy Gilmore. No. I, no the no. other ones. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, everything after Happy Gilmore. Yeah, exactly. yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> All righty, mate. That's that's a, all right, that's a wrap, I think. Yeah, once again, yeah. we're all done, guys. So uh, send us questions. Tell yes. your friends. Yep. Thank love you all. to hear from you. Yeah, it's, it's good. Yeah, yeah. Really, we love hearing from you. It yeah. makes us feel good. We're so enjoying well. doing, enjoying the feedback. It's really great to hear from you guys. We didn't do mailbag this week. We've run out of time. Yeah. Next week. Hit us up next week, guys. Peace out, everybody. See you later. See you, guys. Bye. Thanks for listening to Two Vets Talk Pets with Lewis and Robbie. To chat further about this week's episode or ask the guys any questions, search Two Vets Talk Pets on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, or send an email to twovetstalkpets at gmail.com. You can find Lewis on Twitter with the handle at vetbehaviorist, and more importantly, as the two pet heroes return to their day job of saving animals' lives, be sure to thank them with a five-star review on iTunes. Every time you do, a small, cute animal will receive a cuddle.